Good morning, this is Tuesday, May 27, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Populists rise in vote shakes leaders. We hear the latest from Brussels. Elite U.S. troops are helping Africans combat terror. And unlikely allies unite to fight school changes. We hear the latest from Smyrna, Tennessee. In today's national headlines, campus killings set off anguished dialogue. Veterans fire back at letter from Carolina Senator. And Herb Jeffries, a.k.a. Bronze Buckaroo, dies at 100. In today's financial headlines, Pfizer abandons its bid for AstraZeneca. The EU debates who will regulate online privacy. And as foundation has grown, Gates has slowed donations. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Populists Rise in Vote, Shakes Leaders. It's written from Brussels by Andrew Higgins. An angry eruption of populist insurgency in the elections for the European Parliament rippled across the continent on Monday, unnerving the political establishment and calling into question the very institutions and assumptions at the heart of Europe's post-World War II order. Four days of balloting across 28 countries elected scores of rebellious outsiders, including a clutch of xenophobes, racists, and even neo-Nazis. In Britain, Denmark, France, and Greece, insurgent forces from the far right, and in Greece's case, also from the radical left, stunned the established political parties. President Francois Hollande of France, whose Socialist Party finished third far behind the far-right National Front, addressed his nation on television from the Elysee Palace on Monday evening, giving a mournful review of an election that he said had displayed the public's distrust of Europe and of government parties. He added, the European people have delivered their truth and it is painful. The newcomers did not win enough seats to dominate the assembly, which approves European Union-wide legislation and elects the commissioners who act as the union's executive branch. Centrist parties will retain control of the body even if all the newcomers vote as a bloc, and it is not clear how closely they will ally with one another. Things will never be quite the same again, said Nigel Farage, leader of the UK Independence Party, or UKIP, a group that wants Britain to pull out of the European Union. But assertions by Farage that the European Union had suffered a fatal blow are overblown, according to Charles Grant, director of the Center for European Reform, a British research group. Cats have nine lives, and the EU has already had seven or eight, Grant said. European integration, he noted, has hit severe turbulence in the past. Even so, the scale of support for the populists sent tremors through the political establishment across Europe. The National Front and UKIP each won about a quarter of the vote in their home nations, and far-right parties did well in Austria, Denmark, Sweden, and Hungary. Though they're a diverse and often cantankerous group, Europe's populists are generally united in opposition to immigrants and to the European Union. Critics say the European Union's distant and often unintelligible workings have contributed to voters' disenchantment with the political mainstream. 
Jose Manuel Barroso, president of the European Commission, the bloc's executive arm, acknowledged that Brussels had an image problem. The perception of the common person in the street is that they can no longer control what's going on, Barroso said on Monday at a conference organized by the European Central Bank in Sintra, Portugal. The man in the street, he says, believes those guys are there and they don't care about us.